CMG Podcast, Change, Maintain, Grow. I'm Keith Marcima. He's my brother, Ben Shea, episode 18. Morning, brother. Well, man, how are you, brother? <laughs> Can you hear me? Good, man. Yeah, good. Can you hear me? In the makeshift. Yeah. Up here. What's happening? Hear loud and clear, brother. <sighs> no, not much, man. It's, it's pretty off, eh? So if I cut out, internet's been playing up. No, I'm the same. I'm in this kind of makeshift setup in mum and dad's house. For sure, these dogs, man, there's dogs here are going to bark for sure. Mum's got this poodle. I just want to fucking kill the thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you any dogs yapping, I can't do anything about it. But we're on. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. It's been a while. Miss you, man. Fuck. What a, what a last couple of weeks it's been. It's been fucking <laughs> full on, man. How are, you, how are you traveling? Yeah, good. It's been crazy, eh? Like... Well, you've been doing the CMG page the last week and a bit because I just had a break off social media. Just felt like just a reason, just to reset yeah. more than anything. Because you know when you sit, check the screen times on your phone, and I was yeah. getting up like six hours, but that obviously takes into account a lot of other stuff. I do a heap of stuff on my phone, like my mobility programs and that kind of thing. But I was just like, need to just step away for a bit. And because I'm back down at my parents' place now, I just thought, what a better time, you know, just dial in. Yeah, yeah. Do a few things, but um, it's been good, man. And I checked the page. Page is looking good. It's smashing it. <laughs> doing my best. Try my best. But how was it? You know, we do need a reset every now and then. So it's good that you kind of got that in while you're, you know, on this move and and whatnot. Well, I've I've come to the conclusion. I'm brushing Facebook again because I only got Facebook back because we got the same G because we put the same G page on Facebook. But man, yeah. Facebook is just a fucking headache. I just think it's so negative. I, it's so hard to navigate. There's ads and there's just like so much, so many algorithms and shit popping up. And I can't even, I don't even enjoy going on there. I just go, it's like a chore to go on there and just sort of update a few things and check things. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm done with Facebook again. Everyone, <laughs> everyone I talk to seems to be on the same wavelength. they like, did you enjoy Facebook? Yeah. No, not really. No, I'm only on Facebook because of um, Messenger. And that's only to speak with my parents and my brothers back back home, you know, back over there. Yeah, well, that's the thing I um, I discovered last time when I deactivated for like a couple of years. You can keep the Messenger app and just, yeah. you know, get rid of the other, like the whole social media side of it and just keep the Messenger. So that's what I'll, I'll stick to, I think. But it has been good. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a freshen up. Read a book. Read your book, The Alchemist. That was fucking good, eh? Yeah? Yeah. How good is it? It was awesome. I'm back on the second time through because, yeah, like just there's so many kind of sub- subliminal messages and thing you, things you can miss out on. So I really enjoyed the first time through. It didn't take that long to read. And I'm going through again, no. but it's good. Oh, because obviously we haven't even really said on here, I'm moving to France. I'm coming over to you, brother. So that's what all this. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Comment ça va? <laughs> Man, I've been listening to some French podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm coming over to you. Hopefully, if things don't get well, there's been a few restrictions coming with COVID today over there, but they don't seem too bad. Like the what's a 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew. Yeah, and that's only in like the biggest cities. So biggest it's, cities. So. It's another lockdown, but it's pretty relaxed, you know, compared to the first one, which is which is good. Well, I listened to so, the, I think it was a president, because there's a president and prime minister over there. I think it was the president. I was listening to him speak and 
he's yeah. there, everyone's they're so laid back over there eh? like he's just like oh it's just a common sense thing like no more than six people at a table <laughs> like doesn't say how, yeah. many ta- how many tables can be in a room but just no more than people <laughs> at a table man it's so french eh? like they're just you know they're on their own own buzz over here so i was yeah. um because I was following the French Open a bit and then they were interviewing like one of the players and they were saying, how does the French Open compare to the US Open? Because they said like the, the bubble at the US Open was so stringent and so tight and so many protocols. And they're like, everything they'd done at the US Open, they didn't do at the French Open. They're like, there was a bubble. <laughs> there was a bubble, but there's still like normal people like staying at the hotel where all the you know major players are playing. And then they would try and keep the players that were still in the tournament confined to the bubble. But once, like, say you got eliminated in the first round, you're still staying in your room yeah. for the rest of the tournament. But then you can go out and, like, go to the Eiffel Tower, take pictures, go out, party. <laughs> and then you come back and stay in your same room anyway that's inside the bubble. So, yeah, it's just a complete shit show. But I think that's just uh, attitude that's over just there. how they are. Up. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just how they are over here. They don't really care, you know. They have a saying, they go, um, Celavi, you know. That's life. <laughs> no, so, so, yeah. Looking forward to get over there. Flights, flights at the end of the month. Visas um, getting processed, but visas yeah. sorted. I think so. I think mine's approved. It's just t- taking a little bit longer for the misses and kids, just because they're on. I was on like a professional visa there on the visitor visa. So, just yeah. To, but I, I think it um, Touchwood. Should be all good, but um, it's funny how things just tie in because, like, the alchemist is a similar, like, goes on that similar, yeah. stuff, you know, it's more the the journey than the actual destination yeah. and what you pick up along the way. And then it, it all ties in with what we say how, uh, like, a system, a, an approach to the system and not just the goal. Because I was thinking, like, oh, what happens if this French thing, like, we get to the last minute and I put all my eggs in that basket and then it falls through, or like, you know, something, there's a massive lockdown or the competition over there stopped. But then I was like, that's what we talk about, like how it's a systems approach. So that major goal of France changes, and then all you do is just kind of pivot onto the next thing. It's not like, oh, you put all your eggs in one basket for that and then everything's going to fall apart. It's like, okay, what's next? And then, you know, move on to the next yeah, exactly. thing, move on to the next thing. So kind of practice what we preach. Yeah, 100%. Houses for sale, 100%. put the house up for sale. So it's been a crazy, yeah. been a crazy month. It's been a crazy month, brother. And it all happened so quick as well, you know, like I remember, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you you kind of just, you know, um, told me, oh, you kind of thinking of maybe coming over. Then we, you know, sent a couple of messages. You spoke to a couple of people. And next thing you're doing, you're signing a fucking contract, you know? <laughs> you say, oh, I'm putting the house up for sales. I'm like, fuck, it's pretty fast. Well, that's what, well, I guess, as I said, back to what we're saying, practice what you preach and, and you know, put out what we're doing. And it would just, it just kind of come about when we're doing the um, yeah. one when, I was looking up his stats and that and said he played in France and it just something like you'd think me and you talk all the time and you in France that it come up, you know, that would be more of a, a trigger. But then that come up and then that just got me thinking. Then I started talking to you more and then I was like, oh, you know, what is holding me back kind of thing? Because back to what, you know, Justin Louis, he said on his, when he was on, like how we can become attached to things and we get things over our head like mortgages and whatnot and they stop us doing from what we're, you know, what we actually want to do. And then, you know, we become yeah. a slave to the paycheck and we just become a cog in the wheel. And that's like, we loved our house and that we'd only just, we hadn't long bought it. 
you know, or the bank still owned it, but you know, we hadn't long put it in our name. And then I was just like, we loved it. But then I was just thinking like, is that the only thing that's going to keep us here? Like just because we want to stay in this house and we're just going to sacrifice everything else when, you know, this opportunity, I've never really explored the French stuff before and it was kind of too good to pass up. So see what happens. My man, come over and have some croissants with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, um, you know, like, like you said, you know, like, why not? You know, when you, you were telling me that and speaking on, um, you had the idea of coming over and when you were talking to Alonia and you kind of had that, that idea pop into your head, I think a lot of, you know, one thing we can say is why not, you know, why not do it? You know, if not now, then when? Yeah, well, that's it. I'm, I'm not getting any younger or I feel younger than I was 10 years ago, but I think, you know, different priorities change and that, especially when you have kids. And I think the kids are just at a perfect time where they could go over and, you know, how you use experiences to your advantage, like the COVID break when the kids weren't going to school, like practically homeschooled or Connor who's in prep homeschooled him for a term. And then, yeah. you know, so that's kind of when we come to France, I think I'm going to keep homeschooling him just so he stays in line with his um, Australian curriculum because yeah. so he can finish off prep and whatnot. But that was the same thing. I went to uni like in my early twenties and, <laughs> and I dropped out of a primary school teaching degree. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've taken those skills. Then I rolled that into COVID. Now I'm going to roll it into homeschooling him in France. So it's just, uh, use what you got, brother. Yeah, exactly. How's, how's the, the family taking it? What, you know, how'd your parents react when you told them you're moving over? know to france oh well i guess how are yours when you said you were gone because for me i guess i'm the only child so there's a little bit more emphasis on me but how did you how did your parents come well i was only supposed to come over for for six months and i and i first went over to canada you know four countries later six years later i'm in france and (laughs) i moved over with a backpack and two pair of boots and now you know i've got a house and a missus. I've got a kid, another one on the way, and a dog. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> Dr. Drake, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And that, that's the whole thing, like the theme of the alchemist. That's it. Was yeah. funny how I just, I was looking, I was like, no, nah, I don't need any more books to take to France because like, I've got limited um, room anyway. I've got taken a few of my Jocko Willick books and Ross Edgeley books that I'm reading at the moment. And then I just seen that on the shelf the other day. It was a 25th anniversary. I was like, man, I've heard so much. Keith was talking about this before I'll read it. And it just tied in so well. And as you said, you've gone to Canada just for whatever it was, six months with a backpack and a pair of boots. And then the journey, you know, leads you from one place to another. Now, you know, wife, two kids, one on the way, a dog living in France, where you've been, Romania, Canada, France. Germany. Germany, you know, like it's just yeah. <laughs> how you are. The the final destination of Canada, though, or the first destination of Canada, just you know, opens up another door, another door, another door, and just keep rolling on. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when I was when I was leaving home, I had one idea of where I was going to end up and what I was going to be doing, and you know, where I am today, it's you know totally different from what I had in mind. So you know, going back to the Alchemist, that book, it's kind of you know just enjoying the journey and being in the moment, you know, because all the plans you've, you've got and all the experiences and that can't, can't get you ready to where life's going to take you and where you might end up, you know? 
yeah, well, not to, I don't want to keep referring it to it too much or blow the plot if anyone wants to read it, but he's first, when he starts his journey, the first, um, the first leg of it, I think it's the first day he, tra- he travels over to Africa and then he, he wants to get to Egypt and a guy there says, I'll help you get to Egypt, give me your money and then takes all his money. So he, yeah. he's, in his first day, he's in another country. He's got no money. And instead of then just packing up shop and going home, you know, and thinking that's the end of it, then he has to work out ways to make money. Then he goes on another like, kind of mini journey. And within that, the journey. Within the journey, a journey within the journey. And then he, he, yeah. uh, he builds all these skills and adds to it and he just becomes just, you know, at that journey adds to the destination and then it turns out that his treasure that he was after all along was actually back home but i guess that's yeah. just an analogy for life you've got to go through all the things you go through to make that treasure back home worthwhile going to i because that just it clicked i heard tyson fury uh do an interview the oh, a couple of months back and he was talking about retirement and they're like what are you going to do when you retire, like he goes, I'm just a simple man. All I want to do is train. Like, cause he goes, you know, training keeps my, my mind healthy, my body healthy. So I want to continue training. All I want to do is um, train, drop my kids to school, go to the coffee shop, have a coffee, read the paper, pick my kids up from school, go ha- go home. Like I'm just a simple man. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah like I'd, I'd love to do that. That would, that seems like the life. But then the more you think about it, I don't think he would be able to go and sit in that coffee shop and read the paper and have that coffee if he hadn't been through all his experiences first. You know what I mean? Like if he just woke up one day at 18 or 20 and he had all this cash in the bank, he wouldn't have just been able to like say, I'm a simple man. I'm going to go sit at that coffee shop, drink that coffee and, you know, not have it instead of going through all the cocaine addiction, you know, winning the world yeah. title fight. Like that was his personal legend. He went out and achieved all that. And now, you know, that's kind of, He's, he's satisfied in what he's doing and he can relax. But if you don't actually go out and go after what your heart desires, I guess, you know, there's always kind of that burning thing deep down, no matter how, how far you bury it down. And then I guess that yeah. gets back to what we've talked about before when you get to that point of deathbed regrets and you look back and, and you, you know, you regret things. So. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, you know, I'm definitely keen for you, especially, the missus and the kids just to come over and um, kind of for the experience as well, you know, just to see how people over in this side of the world live and, you know, the language and, and all that are pretty keen for, for you guys to come and experience that. I think that's going to be a big positive, you know, not only 40, but the experience of just um, of life over here and, and looking at how people over here live. Yeah. I think especially the kids at that age, it'll be just, yeah, a culture difference. I think especially in Australia, we can kind of get locked in and just think, you know, everyone speaks yeah. English, you know, Australia's lifestyle is a way to go like big, wide open spaces. Everyone has big houses and, and that's the way it yeah. is. So yeah, I think it will be a great experience for them. It's going to be a great experience for all of us, but yeah, see how it goes. So how's what's, what's the go with the ankle? Was it ended up? Oh, I'm still training in that. Don't, I don't miss any sessions. These guys are really, milking the money out of me you know i'm really really working for my money here did they find a stress fracture or not sure well, i still got to go through more scans eh? like i've gone through four four different x-rays they've got nothing on the x-rays and now i've gone through um echographies and they've found some kind of things on the echography so i've got to take that scan in and see a specialist still haven't seen a specialist yet 
Man, this, that's been going like that's over. That's nearly like five, six weeks now. Eh? That's since the marathon. Yeah, so it wasn't just it wasn't just an excuse to get down the marathon. <laughs> you're, nah. still, you're still like six weeks in. It's still, um, but I'm, yeah, and they're still pushing me to play as well. So I'm still playing every week as well, which is yeah. not helping. Nah, obviously that's not going to give it a rest. But oh well, got to make that money. <laughs> got to pay the rent. <laughs> um. Speaking of, of marathons, did you see, you know, you've obviously been, I was off social media kind of for that week, but you've been following Ned and how he's been. It's crazy, man. Yeah. What about think, his times and that he's doing? Like, yeah, whatever, I know. 46 marathons in and he's doing like sub five minute marathons per K. Like, I've been watching the videos that he puts up as well while he's running and, you know, it's like he's, he's just talking normally. He's not even puffed out or anything, so. I oh, know he's not, he's not human. That's for sure. Man, I'm like, cause I've said all along, if I had the chance, I was going to go and do a marathon with him in Sydney, but it was always because we're in Brisbane, it was always kind of a, a way off. And then yeah. obviously down here now in New South Wales, and then we're going to, we're meant to be going to Sydney on the weekend and he finishes on Monday. So I don't man, like, <laughs> I don't, honestly, I don't really want to go run a marathon, but you know, <laughs> do what you say, say what you do. So I'm going to do my best to get down there or I'm going to, yeah, get down there hopefully Sunday and run, yeah. run, run a marathon with him Sunday. I'll try and hang with him as long as I can because of his times. But Monday he finishes and I was talking to him and he's going to go for his, which it's probably good for me. He's easing off his pace this week just to kind of give himself a little bit of a freshen up, which he's still smashing it like I'd say yeah. his, his times that he's easing off was would be quicker than the marathon, definitely quicker than the marathons that I was doing when I'd done the seven and seven. But he's going to ease off a little bit. And then Monday for the last dance, he's going to try and, you know, smash a crazy time. I think, you know, something like sub three hour marathon. 50, yeah, I've seen that. 50 deep. So. <laughs> I don't th- I'm not going to be hanging with him on Monday. So I'm going to try and get to see, I'm going to pay an extra night's accommodation. I've got to get to see him on Sunday. <laughs> Cause I think we're booked, we're booked from Monday in Sydney to where we fly out. But I was like, nah, I'm going to have to book an extra, I'm going to get there a night early cause I'm not hanging with him on Monday. So I'm going to try and get there on Sunday. I think he's, he's running in Narrabeen on Sunday. So. Okay. Man, that's going to be. Big effort though, man. Like, fuck, it's massive. Man, like, and he's still working in that, you know? Yeah. I've been telling people about it and they're like, oh yeah, like that's crazy. It seems so many people, like I'm back now, you know, in the country, like little country town Harden, and I'll just mention it to people here and they're like, oh yeah, we've seen him on a current affair. Oh, we've seen this on Facebook. So everyone kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. And then, um, and then I'll say, oh yeah, and he's still working a normal job. I'm an electrician. <laughs> they're like, what the, you know? It's, um, he might not be working for very long after he finishes his um, last marathon. Man, surely some some company's going to pick him up or sponsor him. Because I remember when we first talked, like when he done the uh, podcast on here, when he first started, like off air, he was saying how he wants to be like the youngest guy, I think, to do. Because there's seven marathons in seven days in seven different continents. So, okay. Like the time zone difference, you can get to all the seven continents in seven days, including Antarctica. So he wanted to be the youngest because he's still only 21. I think, you know, yeah. regardless of being the youngest or whatnot, like we talked about with Alyssa Azar, but I don't think being the youngest, you know, is always the goal. It's just accomplishing things. But I think he would be still in a uh, position where he could run seven marathons in seven days in seven different continents 
things like that. Like surely some some yeah. company's going to pick him up and sponsor him and say, "Look, brother, we're going to pay you money. You just run for us." And uh, yeah, because he's got a pretty crazy personality and whatnot as well. He could definitely do like you know do it full time, just running marathons as a sport. You know, just yeah. competing marathons. Yeah, he's he's got some like good story and. Well, he's only 21. Like they say, you're, I think you, you know, your peak prime for marathons is kind of late 30s, 40s, or, you know, 30 to 40 at least. Cause that's when yeah. your, your VO2 max and your aerobic capacity hits its, um, its optimum. So he's got so long to go. He's only 21. <laughs> and plus, that's when your mental, you know, you kind of go through all life's experiences and your, your mind, that mindset, you know, really, hardens and well you know his mindset's already through the roof so it's going to be crazy to see what he can get to in the next 10 15 years if he sticks on this path so yeah i'm gonna try and sunday sunday i'm gonna try and get and run a marathon with him or at least do you know get down and run some with him but if i say i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it so put it out there now i'll run a marathon on sunday with ned um and then obviously we'll try and get him on the podcast after just for a wrapper, I'd love to get like, yep. we've been chatting to him a bit all the way through, but I think a, um, a bit of a detailed breakdown on how he's, how he's handled things and how he's got through things. Cause it'd be crazy 50 days, man. It's a pretty long time just to be running marathons day in day out. So he would have been through some yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. hundred percent. How's, um, how's the challenge coming along with the bench and rowing? Wow. Been working on that. I've been kind of, since I've been, well, pre-leaving Brisbane, I was already dialed in because I knew once we fly, we land in France on the 28th. And then I think our first game's on the 1st. So like two days. Oh, really? Two days difference. Are they playing you? Well, they said, like, we'll see how we feel. But I think it's their idea that, yeah, I will play that first game. So, um (laughs) Who knows? But yeah, so that's I've obviously had that in my mind that their their season starts in November. So I've been trying to smash them like a mini preseason. So since I've been down here, I've been hitting the gym and weights every day. I don't yeah. know how I'm um, how I'm cracking for that two hundred, but we're definitely gonna. Yeah, I'm way off. <laughs> well, we're still got a couple of months. So we've still got six weeks or so. So maybe dial into that. But you know, rower. I've done it. What? Well, because I I've sold my house. So I, yeah. I sold all my gym. So I probably sold all my gym at home two weeks before I left. So then I was without a role, without my bench at home and I don't have a gym membership anyway. So my, all that kind of stuff dipped down for a couple of weeks. I was just doing my mobility and running and body weight kind of every day. But now, yeah, I've been ripping back into the gym, booked a hotel in Sydney that's got a gym on purpose. So I'm going to smash that for the next kind of 10 days as well. So hopefully we get that up. And some people have been buying into it. Like Josh Hoffman, he's like got a program from the garage athlete and he's been doing, he's like yeah. training hard, man. And then my other, another guy that um, follows the page and Ben Spring, he's, um, he's like a PT instructor in the Navy and he done, not yesterday, the day before he done a PB on the 2k row, like of 610. So that's like an elite time. Well, we're saying sub six minutes, oh, which yeah. is like fucking crazy, but I think yeah. he's so that time of six ten puts him in the top twenty five. See the twenty five to fifty in the world and top three in Australia. So that's how kind of elite a six minute two K row is. But 
As yeah. you said, it's just getting, <laughs> getting our closest. So we'll see what happens there. Still on it. Still going. We need another challenge, yeah. but I think we need a challenge coming up. I was thinking of one. I've actually thought of one on the spot. Well, not on the spot. I thought of it today because I've been, I've actually, I've been off since I've been home. I've been off my fasting a little bit just because I'll get up in the morning. I'll have like a milk coffee with mum, and then I'll go to the gym and train and then like have a cappuccino on the way home from the bakery and shit. So I was like, man, I need to get yeah. back into the fasting. Have you been fasting? <laughs> yeah, I've gone back to a 16, eight. I've up, I was up to 18, 18 hours. I'm um, fasting every day. Yeah. But I've been, you know, a bit like you have know, fallen off the fasting and, started back down to 16.8 so working on that now at the moment 16.8 yeah well that's what I, I don't think we need any I don't like I was like because actually the fasting has been a, a big thing that a lot of the boys have been doing like Jakey Norton Chalk Norton he's been just doing on his own page he does um one 20 24 hour fast a week every Tuesday and he's been getting a, fe- a few people to jump on with him which is awesome and then a couple of my other mates or Greeny and Tice they've been doing the 23 hour fast eat for one hour a day and that's, oh, yeah. that's what i was thinking like for five days next week monday to friday 23 hour fast eat for one hour which is it's not too bad it's like they call yeah. it other people the I've heard, yeah other people yeah the warrior diet because that's well, basically yeah, when you when you strip it back to that's how like like warriors used to eat whether you're hunting or fighting or whatnot you didn't get up and have breakfast and then get to have brunch and then get to have lunch like you, just, <laughs> you went about your shit you killed yeah. who, killed who you had to kill yeah oh yeah um you know you hunted what you had to hunt and then you'd have a big feed at night you'd sleep and you'd yeah. get up again so i was thinking that you came you want came for a fast next week five days yeah let's do that when do you want to roll that out on monday Monday. Monday to Friday. Yeah, well, today's Thursday. Obviously, we're late. We usually try and, we try and drop on Monday, and it has been good because people have asked like the question, like, well, when's the podcast going to drop? But obviously, yeah. just with me coming down to New South Wales, you over there, time differences, getting set up and whatnot, we've been a little bit late this week. But, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll try and drop this tonight or in the morning, and then I think, yeah, Monday. Because it doesn't take a hell of a lot of prep, obviously – We've talked about the benefits of fasting before, which we'll roll out again next week. Just you know, yeah. toss, toss up some general facts, but it, it is a good reset. And twenty three hours, like it sounds like a long time to fast, but really, it's very doable. Because if you're doing sixteen hours, you know, you're skipping breakfast anyway. You're getting pretty much to lunchtime, so you, all you're doing is getting to lunchtime, and then just yeah. push, just just pushing through. And you find at that time generally that time of the day you're busy anyway so you'll get you know yeah you get to three or four in the afternoon quite easily and then you've only got say three hours to go and yeah and off you well go. that 16 hour diet that uh, 16 hour fast if you're sleeping properly half of that 16 hours is asleep anyway you know what i mean 100%. a lot of people don't don't factor that into the fast the, the sleeping part 100 percent. that's it like you have dinner you sleep for eight hours or if you're Jaden Nicarima sleep for like 12 hours, get up and you just skip. And then you, you have your black coffee, you have your water, yeah. uh, add some Himalayan rock salt, whatever you want to do. And it's like we always talk about all this stuff that we do. If we don't maintain it, it means three fifths of fuck or, or anyway, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's so 24 hour, um, 23 hour fast. All that we'll be doing is, 
you know, you might say, okay, I'm feeling benefits for this, but I guess 23 hours a day is probably a little bit extreme. Well, that's when you dial it back to your 16.8 and that's when your 16.8 yeah. becomes a bit more achievable because, you know, you've done 23 hours. So when it comes to the 16, you're like, oh, you know, well, I'm only doing 16. I'm only essentially, you know, skipping breakfast and having a brunch or a lunch um, first thing. So that's how, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how it's going to work. And it's only five days, like Monday to Friday. Yeah. Still, still go about, you know, have breakfast or usually only the usually only the first or second day that that's hard you know and then after that body kind of adapts to it and then you know yeah your mind plays a few tricks on you but it says the caffeine yeah caffeine suppresses your appetite so if you have a black coffee or tea or something like that and get some water in your stomach and generally most people are at work monday to friday yeah so you're busy you're always doing something busy yeah you finish work at three four o'clock and it's still something because essentially, even if you say, oh, I want to keep weight on or whatnot, essentially you can still try and eat the same amount of calories you'd eat in a day. You just try and eat it in that meal or over that period of an hour. So, you know, when, you're, yeah. when your hour eating window is up, you might have kind of something earlier in the hour to break your fast and then about half an hour in, you know, that's when you have your big meal and, you know, eat over a period of 30 30 to 45 minutes because generally if you do have that big feed you're going to crash after it so you know that's that's how our body that's how our body works you go into rest and digest mode and you'll just you'll lay out you go to sleep you have a good sleep you wake up in the morning because you've eaten a fair bit that night it, it carries you through the next day so it's not about not eating for 23 hours then having your normal meal that you normal have you know up your up your food intake to try and yeah. um, counterbalance, and obviously, if you want to lose some weight, don't don't, don't eat, eat as much. As much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Pretty or if you want to put yeah. weight on, try and eat some more. But you know, if you're trying to keep really trying to keep your weight on, maybe have a protein shake on that right on the hour, and then you know, yep. and then then have a, a feed, solid food, maybe another protein shake to finish or something like that, because it's. Um, yeah, the benefits, as I said, we'll go through next week. But I think that would be a good yeah. kickstart next week. A lot, of, a lot of people freak out as well about working out faster. But I find, you know, personally working out faster, that's some of my best workouts is, is during a faster state. And a lot 100%. of studies out there as well we can probably throw up on our page showing that, um, you know, training faster is probably the way to go anyway. 100%. And if you want to lose body fat and you want to burn body fat, that's when – there's a lack of carbohydrates in your body because, you know, there's three fuel stores that your body can use, you know, carbohydrates, proteins, which is your muscle and that, which you don't want to get to because that's generally when everything is depleted in the body. That's when your body will start, you know, um, yeah. eating itself and breaking down your um, muscle tissue. So you don't really want to use the proteins, but, and then obviously fat stores. So um when there's no carbs in the body, your body will go looking for the fat stores, starts getting the fat stores in the blood, goes through the liver, you know, gets transferred into an energy source for you. So that's that's kind of what you want to target. And unless you're doing extreme workouts kind of over an hour period, you know, it's not going to really yeah. affect you much. Like I've done it. It's not like we're, we've both done it ourselves. So it's um, it's very doable. So yeah, but you ran you ran half a marathon faster, did you? <laughs> yeah, sixty sixty hours in, and kind of done. Yeah. So that, that was the third day of that fast, 
done that half marathon, but the two days before just still done normal training as well. You know what I mean? Like 45 minute sessions, whatever weights yeah. and a little bit of conditioning. So it's, you know, it's definitely doable. The body is an amazing thing. We get in this head that all we need, you know, X amount of food in our body to perform, but nah, like unless you're <laughs> super skinny, super, super, super skinny, you probably, you probably, you need to eat more anyway. You probably got a few other things going on, but yeah, there's definitely, the body's got enough stores there. And then if you're eating the right food at night in that hour window, you're on. So we'll make up a name for that challenge and, and put it out over yeah. the weekend and, and start next week. If you came for that, so I just, I just dropped that on you. So no, no, uh, that's good actually that you bring that up because um my fasting has been all over the place. You know, I'm usually fasting daily, but you know, the last couple of weeks I've been off and on, off and on. And now just this week here, I'm trying to get back on and starting with that 16, eight and, and trying to ramp it back up. But you know, if we've got that one meal a day next week, that'll be that'll be good for me. So yeah, keen. Yeah, that's what I thought with mine. Like I haven't really, I haven't been eating in the morning because the same thing. I like, still, I, I like to train in the morning, and yeah. I'm the same as you. I, I definitely find that I train way better without like, without food in my stomach anyway. So, but I've just been having milk coffees and that over morning just with my mum and whatnot while I've been home. So, I thought. Yeah. And that, that's it. What a better way that kind of kickstart it with the 23 hour and then get back into normal routine of the. Um, of the 16-8, which is my general one. 14 hours, 16 hours, anything over 12 hours, you, get, you, you know, you're going to get yeah. some benefits. So. Yeah. That's it, brother. Anything else? No, just, no, not really. Been, um, been looking on the internet of some activities to do for when you guys come over. So, yeah. <laughs> pretty clean, eh? Man, Mrs. is keen. <laughs> okay, and I'm just I'm trying to brush up on my French. So I'll listen to a few more podcasts and I should be bilingual by the time I land. <laughs> <laughs> when are you guys planning to land? Uh, end of this month? Uh, yeah, 27th. So we leave here on the 27th and obviously time differences and that. We land on the 28th over there. So we're going to go Toulouse? to Dubai, Paris, Toulouse. And okay, then... So. Um, yeah, but no. All right, brother. Good catch up. We'll right, man. there. So just kind of summary back on. Alchemist is a good book. Everything's going good. Moving to France and fasting Last challenge this week. next week. And then yeah. we'll see if we can get back on our normal time of, of Monday. But if not, we'll, get, we'll drop something once a week. And as I said, I'm going to try and do the marathon with Ned this week. So maybe... Ned's obviously he's pretty busy he's got a heap on his plate he's been on a car yeah. affair and that so we're going to have to try and work <laughs> in with his schedule so I'll either get him on next week or the week after as well so alright brother see you guys alright my man au revoir <laughs>